Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you on the other side? I'm your producer. My name is Matt Duncan. I was born in Etobicoke. What else do you want to know? Good to see you, friend. I, I, that's all. <laughs> that's the main thing I wanted to know, where you were born. Um, uh, glad to hear it. I was born in Toronto, St. Mike's nice. Hospital. Okay. Um, uh, we are a uh, hardcore Raptors podcast. We are on Raptors Republic. Uh, we have comedians, analysts, uh, anyone yeah. that is a basketball nut. So if you are returning or you are here for the first time, thank you very much. Uh, Maddie, uh, I feel like you got to let folks know a couple things. So yeah. uh, I'm going to throw it over to you. Okay, so many of you have heard that there's some big news that the Raptors Republic dropped yesterday. So I figured we'd just kind of do a little plug for it as we are, you know, starting into this new era with with the company. And so Raptors Republic um, is moving their editorial stuff behind a paywall. And yes, all the podcasts on the Rapcast will remain free for your consumption, but that doesn't mean that this paywall doesn't affect us too. So we, the podcasts, are a part of Raptors Republic, right? And Raptors Republic needs this paywall to stay alive. So if they're able to stay alive, then we can keep putting out all our hard work and making free content for you. So, you know, if you can support, go to raptorsrepublic.com. Uh, it's, you know, it comes, works out to six bucks a month. And uh, you can also go to raptorsrepublic slash subscribe if you just want to go right to the subscription. And uh, yeah, you know, support independent journalism and support Raptors Republic, you know, and just uh, we, we appreciate all the love and, and everything that, that we've gotten so far. So we just uh, wanted to throw that little plug out there. Hell yeah. Well said, Maddie. Um, also, let us know in the comments uh, something I've been thinking about doing. Um, you know, uh, as far as like the big editorial stuff, um, you know, maybe I'll do some interviews this year. Uh, if, uh, you know, there's articles you can't see, uh, and you want to, you know, have folks discuss about it, uh, or if, you know, you are a subscriber and you've read it and you kind of, you know, want more, you want to hash it out a little bit more, or, you know, kind of a, uh, extended access type thing. So just a thought I had, uh, let me know mm. if that's something you would be interested in. Um, but I think let's get rolling on this podcast and, uh, I will just add as well before joining Raptors Republic, I've been a massive fan for a long time. Um, and you know, this is when people complain about Raptors coverage, uh, nationally, 
this is what Raptors Republic is. It's like it's plugging that gap. So uh, uh, help us all do that and um, and grow. Okay. Um, I will also say uh, free Brittany Griner, as I've been saying, and I will continue to say until she is free. Let's get started here on the podcast. Let me bring on guest number one. Um, she's done the podcast, uh, I think four times, uh, both of our guests, uh, we were talking before have done it four times. Um, we both share a love of birds, uh, and, you know, uh, nature and Raptors basketball. Uh, she's someone I've followed and admired for a very long time. Um, she's from Raptors Queens podcast. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Allison Hope. Oh, Maddie. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to get this boomer music again. But instead of asking to speak to the manager, I'm going to say the subscription to Raptors Republic editorial content is the best six bucks you're going to spend. There's some very talented writers. I'm thinking Zarar, Lewis, Samson, Jamar. So I'm in, and I hope everyone else considers it too. It's just great content. Well said. Uh, thank you, Allison. And I, I will also, if you're calling the manager, I'm going to come with you because uh, people are getting angrier and angrier at Matt these days. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's hilarious. He's always a good time. Uh, has wonderful basketball opinions, Raptors opinions. Um, you know, uh, quite a big online following. Uh, you know, he's just a, an amazing person that we love to have on this podcast. Uh, give it up as loud as you can even if you're at home alone, for Alexiots. Hey, Freddie, how you doing, man? So happy to be here, man. I, I, I just want to say about Raptors Republic also, there was a big void and just content for Raptors for so long in the history of the Raptors. And when Raptors Republic showed up and they started doing stuff like 10 years ago, man, I was so happy. You got to understand. So I've been watching these dudes and listening to them, Will Lou, the reactions, all the different stuff over the years. And I'm so happy to see you here now. Like last year, last when I was here, you weren't on Raptors Republic. And I'm so proud of you guys. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun time. And, um, you know, I think we're all excited about what's happening right now. So let's dive right into Raptors talk. Um, Maddie, good sir. Give me your most delicious, best, weirdest Raptors sting. Hi, my name is, my name is, my name is Chicka Chicka Toronto Raptor. Nice up to date rap. <laughs> um, let's go to you first, Alexi, uh, on this one. Um, so, yeah, the Raptors have played their first preseason game uh, in Edmonton. It was a sellout. Marcus Camby's there. Um, you know, it, it was it was a great time. Alvin Williams uh, kind of slandering Kyle Lowry uh, and his acting abilities, which is really fun. Um, they're they're good friends, so it's all good. But uh, yeah, on court stuff. You know, it's a preseason game. All those caveats, etc. Uh, with that said, what is your biggest takeaway from the game from the Raptors? Uh, uh, in general, the depth was really good. Our culture shoot shown all the way through the whole game as far as like really playing that Raptors brand of basketball and just yep. getting after it. 
We saw it with every unit all the way down and pretty solidly all the way through. And then uh, the middle guys really impressed me. I mean, it was all about Precious, Chris Boucher, Delano Banton, uh, and um, uh, whatchamacallit, Wancho even coming in and looking like he fit real nice in there. And Malachi, of course, it carried over. He had that one shot with his guy in his face. And they, the middle bench really impressed me. Like, really, really good. And then, obviously, the Edmonton atmosphere was amazing out there. Why is this a preseason game? What are they, they're acting like it's the playoffs, game seven. It's crazy. So awesome. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, great point on Edmonton. Like, they totally brought it. And, uh, you know, um, maybe they weren't fully uh, Canada's team before the championship, but I feel like uh, they are fully Canada's team now. Um, they're supported all over the country. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome to see. Um, it was a playoff atmosphere and, and it was fun. Uh, I, uh, I honestly don't even have a, a backup point because that is my, ex- that is my major observation of the game as well. A um, couple personal observations on players, but I thought the Raptors identity was there. Um, you know, deflections, uh, overwhelming with people with size and length in the middle. Uh, and I, uh, you know, it just, uh, I've been saying for a long time now, I really think that this Raptors team is giving me bench mob vibes. Mm. I'm not saying they're going to win 59 games and win the Eastern Conference, but I do think that we are going to overwhelm teams in the middle of games. Uh, is our starting lineup overwhelming and special maybe not but i do think that once we have to go to our bench uh, in any capacity like six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve we are going to overpower teams uh stylistically with hustle with youth and with energy and i feel like we're you know we're just getting a glimpse of that and that that chemistry is going to get better auto is going to get healthy hopefully at some point um i didn't know that he hurt his hamstring but um i also feel like this team is you know knock on wood but like sort of injury proof in that sense where we are so deep that you know people will be able to slot in. There's always going to be a, a Wancho. There's always going to be a Coloco, um, a Banton, a Flynn, guys who are trying to integrate themselves uh, into meaningful minutes. Um, I don't want to steal all the points, so let's go to you, Allison. What was your major takeaways? Yeah, Freddie, you did steal my word stylistically. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the tempo in that game, but I've been guilty in the past of assigning way too much meaning to preseason games Mm -hmm. and specifically watching Svima Hyluk shoot lights out and thinking he was the next coming of Steph Curry. So I've got to, I've got to like check, check myself a little bit. And you know, if Fred's post post game comments and he said, it's a practice, and I mean, you have to think it's a practice for the roster players, but this is like a job interview for the guys on the margin. And right. I've got to say, they look pretty polished compared to some end of the roster guys we've had in the past. Um, I, my primary takeaway is more on the micro level. Precious mm-hmm. is the guy that we saw in the second half of the year last year. Yes. Uh, in the first half, he was so tentative. He couldn't finish. And I've got to say, he made Bismack Biombo's handles look like Kyrie Irving. He was that bad. Hmm. So I was really stoked about him when Masai made the trade. Um, and I certainly took a lot of teasing in the first half of the season about how optimistic I was. But we really saw a different player after the end of January and post-All-Star break. 
Um, so in thinking about him, like even going back to the playoffs against Philly, the guy is fearless. He's got a really good first step. Mm-hmm. And teams are really going to have to start respecting him from distance. Um, and I, I know you asked me to pick just one, but my other one was Delano Banton. Oh, that's he's fine. A, yeah. He's a difference maker. Yeah, he can be. Um, no, that's that's fine. If you had more to say on on Banton, that's fine too. Nah, that's um, good. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll just add for Banton the the amount of guys you know he sort of to me highlights the amount of guys on this team that can grab a rebound and take it the entire way mm. and you know dribble with their head up and you know you, you see a guy for instance like Wancho right he he grabbed the ball and you know he'd run it up but like really he's a bit jittery and kind of like looking like looking for the opportunity to hand the ball off i'd say similar Ken Birch but a guy like Banton is so comfortable that he's kind of like, if you don't pick me up, I will drive all the way to the hole. I can dunk it. I can do, uh, you know, Alvin Williams after the game was calling him Iceman, uh, you know, George Gervin, which is a bit, I mean, it was a joke. But I think he looks very, like, confident and casual. And um, I'm glad you brought up Precious because I think he was, you know, the unanimous star of the game. I think he is who we, you know, saw later on in the season. And I'll join you in, in taking a lot of heat for the precious thing. Uh, I, I've constantly referred to not trading Kyle, um, you know, after we said goodbye uh, to the camera, the Denver game, as the, the, the most elite non-move uh, I've seen in, in a very long time in the NBA. Uh, Masai and Bobby just do not operate um, – you know, the, you can't put a gun. You can't put a gun to their head. They just won't do it. You know, they just walk away. Um, and I think in that instance, the the deals on the table, the Lakers one always seemed dumb to me. But you know, the figurative deals on the table were, um, you know, dealing with Miami and dealing with uh, Philly. And you know, if you think about who's making the decisions there, it's Riley, it's Maury. And it's Masai. So no surprise to me at all that a deal did not get done. Um, and Masai wanted Precious and he got him, you know. And I think, um, yeah, that to me, that to me is really big. And Precious has this wild combination of skill, athleticism and speed. So um, really, really exciting uh, stuff from Precious. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to you, Allison, uh, on, on question number two. Um, and you know, we, you, you also brought up, uh, the, the guys on the fringe, uh, like, you know, this is their audition and please, uh, anyone correct me if my math is wrong, but, uh, I feel like there's really three spots open, but only, you know, realistically two, it seems like based on what I've heard from Pascal, from Fred, from nurse, it seems like Wancho's on the team. Uh, you know, I'm getting those vibes. And then that to me leaves two people. Uh, and, you know, there's, we got a bunch of guys there. So um, I'm curious who you think gets the remaining two spots. Uh, I can list the, the potential guys, but I think we all kind of know them at this point. So I went with Nick Nurse's observations about who he thinks are the the four contenders for those positions, Banton, Champagne, uh, Jackson, and DJ Wilson. And I, I kind of wonder if 
Bo Cruz will make the team. But beyond that, assuming he does, um, it, it's got to be Banton. It, just because I think he has way too much potential upside to let him go. And I mean, other than being somewhat vulnerable to ball pressure, he really has a unique skill set. And I know we all want to see Fred off ball this year just for the preservation of his health, but he's going to be in that role of lead point guard at times. And Delano subbing in for him would be such a tough cover for other teams because it's just an entirely different look. You've got to re-coordinate, reconfigure your defense for Delano's skill set. Um, there's just so much upside. And again, maybe I'm biased by watching him. I think he dropped 25 in a G League game last year um, in the fourth quarter. And he was just dropping threes and he had his full bag on display. So um, I've got to say it's Banton. Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. And um, again, like, you know, here's where I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I'm I'm not as detailed as a lot of, you know, Raptors reporters, but... I just want to see, you know, we're all hardcore fans here. If I got my math right. So there's 15 people on the roster. Um, You know, let's say it's the starting lineup from last year. It's, you know, Pascal, Fred, OG, Gary, Scotty. So that's five people. Um, Not saying that this is the bench order, but then we got another five in Precious Auto, Thad, Boucher, Kemp. That makes 10. We know Flynn and Coloco are on the team. Mm -hmm. Um. Doesn't that mean then there's three spots? Because I feel like we got one. Let's say Wancho is the 13th guy. Yeah. I kind of feel like Champagne and Banton can both make the team. Is that? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I kind of, I keep hearing it framed as sort of like, it's like out of Banton, Wilson, Jackson, and, you know. or Gabe No, Brown you're right, Freddie. There is another It keeps being framed there. as like one of, like Champagne and Banton both can't make the team. So no, they I, can I, they can, but it's it's like to me. I figured it out. It's too, it's really a battle between Josh Jackson, DJ Wilson, and Justin Champagne. D- Delano's on the team. He's got to be. He's had such a successful summer, and yeah, you so. know he played really well in the the first preseason game, also. And Wancho's on the team because he's in OVO Drake commercials right now. You think that they're gonna? There's huh. a little bit of like you know he's. Drake's poster boy right now. So he also has the most guaranteed money of all those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the way they brought him in, look at it that way. Like I really looked at that. It was like Malachi and Coloco together. Okay. That tells us about uh, Coloco, what he may be getting used like this year. And then Wancho came in pretty early, like in kind of in with that, that middle bench I was talking about earlier. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, like it's going to be Delano for sure. And then it's a, it's one between those three. And I, I personally want DJ Wilson. And it's really because of his height and his 6'9 and his shooting ability on the outside. He has he has just more of what we really want to stack and overwhelm people with right now. So that's that's my take on it. And, of course, Dowden and Harper look great. But I've also heard you can cut them and switch somebody over to a two-way if you want to. So right. I, don't know, I don't know what's going to go on. I mean, as far as cutting guys, a lot of those other guys, the young ones can actually go play on 905 still. Like if we cut Justin, he can still go play on 905, I'm pretty sure. And uh, same thing with Gabe Brown, obviously. And even Josh Jackson has eligibility to play on uh, 905 this year. That's what I'm hearing. So, but DJ doesn't. So, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's uh you know, it, it's a good point. I feel like, you know, as far as the two ways and, and the younger guys, there's still a lot of like, I guess machinations possible as far as, 
you know, cutting them, putting them on the 905 sort of thing. Um, yeah, as of right now, uh, our, our two ways, which is kind of like the 16th and the 17th contract guys are Harper and, and Doughton. Is it Doughton Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Doughton Jr. D- yeah, Doughton Jr. Um, yeah, so uh, I, but I do think we all agree that Banton, right? Oh, yeah. Should be there. Um, he's, he's 45 bus. It's Toronto, baby. How can we do that to our own? Come on, uh, man. <laughs> No, yeah. Um, I uh, I would almost want to disagree with you, Alexi, just to see what it brings out of you. But I totally agree with you, um, <laughs> so I can't force it. But uh, I I do think. Let me ask you, Alexi. You know, yeah, like I think I'm sort of on the champagne over over Wilson, but I. Yeah. I don't know. I do feel like Wilson is really good too. Um, and I felt sorry for him when he filled in for the Raptors last year and got injured. He, he can shoot. Um, Champagne was also, you know, shooting lights out in 905. Again, we've seen a lot of guys, Malcolm Miller, you know, different people um, yeah. shoot well at the 905. And there is a big difference between the 905 and. Well, you know, the other thing I like about yeah. Wilson is that he's a vet. He's been around for a long time. And we're kind of, if we want to build towards a championship quick, like get one this year, which is what I want to do. Uh, you know, having his presence on the team goes along skewing towards like Otto Porter and uh, Thad Young. And that kind of like experience is actually pretty good with DJ Wilson because of the different teams he's been on over the five years he's been in the league and stuff. I, I like Champagne a lot. I, don't get me wrong. I think he's, he's buddies with Scotty and Delano really mm-hmm. tight and stuff, but he hasn't been available. Where the hell has he been all summer? I hate to say that, but Nick Nurse yeah. at the Hungary uh, coaches summit said, you know, something's going to factor in all this is, are, do you play? Are you available? Are you there to play? And I was really shocked that he wasn't there for the first preseason game. He did not play at summer league. He was barely at Rico Hines. So that's what I'm saying. This is Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? You know, <laughs> this is what's going on here. So that's all I yeah. can say about it. Well, he's, you know, we talk about the guys at the fringes. He has gotten injured. He got injured at, at Summer League and I think maybe even injured again. In, he was injured a lot last season also. In, in training so camp. we're going to label people like OG and Cam with stuff. You know, you got to put it on Champagne also. Yeah, it's an unfortunately brutal part of uh, of the league, you know, if you don't have a secure position and you get injured, right? Um uh, before we move on here, uh, I, I think uh, I, I want to sort of hear. I don't know. Want to put you uh, in a in a in a in an unfair position, Allison? But like, what's what's your case for Champagne? Because I, I want to hear the case for Champagne over Wilson. What's funny, I did a few notes, and after I said Banton, I just said if I don't accept the premise that Cruz makes the team, I say we got to keep Justin Champagne. His injuries have been discouraging, but the guy always gets to the ball. He's a really good rebounder for his size. And like he's undersized for the the team, considering the rest of the roster, but his hustle and effort are just outstanding. And that can't be taught. That's innate. So I I say, keep him. Very fair. Um, uh, You know, uh, I, 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 I think Champagne, he's also, I mean, maybe I'm, Maybe this is silly, but it's down to the 15th man. And uh, I I do love the like end of the bench reaction people. And 
at summer league, he was calling every single person, his son, which I thought was really funny. Um, by the way, just a side note, this whole NBA, like this rule about like, you know, end of the bench standing up stuff is like, I don't know. It's very reminiscent of like dress code bullshit. Uh, I, I'm not crazy about it. I don't like, I don't like, you know, I don't like the insinuations and I, I watch the NBA to be entertained. I love and end of the bench celebrations. Um, you know, I, I love guys like Kent Bazemore, um, you know, people who go wild uh, supporting their teammates. You know, I, I, I get sometimes they're like, you know, probably on the court and they shouldn't be whatever. But um, yeah, I just feel like I had to say that, but um, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to the NBA. Let's get silly here. Uh, Maddie. Good, sir. Uh, give me the sting. I think I'm just totally expecting and looking forward to at this point. Give me that weird owl NBA sting. This is Adam silver. <laughs> yes. It's barely even funny to me anymore. I just like it now. <laughs> um, this is Adam Silver. Honk, honk. I think is what the uh, the audio, you know, fully is there. Um, Maddie, good sir. Oh, I'll also ask you to please come on in. Um, we All are. Right. You know, this is this is our official silly question. Um, and uh, you know, as a change up, uh, Matt, I actually want to start with you. Uh, oh dear. You know, you, things usually go right off the rails with you. So let's start uh, in that direction. Um, <laughs> yesterday or the day before, there was a, uh, a preseason game. I think it was yesterday. Um, yeah, we're recording on the fourth here. Um, in Seattle, uh, everyone knows the Seattle, uh, you know, basketball story is sad. Uh, their owner promised to keep them there and then move them to the Oklahoma City. And I don't blame Oklahoma City for that, but it's just unfortunate and tragic that uh, the Supersonics uh, were taken from Seattle. And um, I guess Steve Ballmer is from Seattle. I learned that yesterday in this <laughs> hilarious clip uh, where there's a Clippers game and a Trailblazers game. And he basically just goes out there and starts screaming. Um, yeah. He looks like he's about to lose his breath and collapse. Um, he's hyping up the crowd. All of the shots of the crowd are people either being hyped, confused, or <laughs> laughing hysterically. Um, no one knows what to do. I think a lot of people probably don't even know who it is. But they know that someone is just going like... You know, they're going wild. And um, that made me think, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if you could uh, entertain a crowd uh, in a in a place that does not have an NBA team, um, you know, maybe maybe a city that should have an NBA team, uh, you know, where would it be? Uh, and what would you say, Maddie, let's start with you. Well, I did read this question kind of like, uh, what city would you go to and go full Steve Ballmer? Nuts. <laughs> that, listen, <laughs> the fact that you said full Steve Ballmer means you understand the question <laughs> enough. Okay. So, and it, like to stay in that vein, I like that Steve Ballmer, hometown or not, he's going back to a city that, you know, he's opening up some old wounds, a city that lost their NBA team. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to one of those cities too, because I kind of miss this team, you know, this, this state having a team. 
I, you know, it's a scrappy place. And I'm talking about New Jersey. Okay, I'm going to go to New like Jersey. It. You know, they don't, they only have the New Jersey Devils really to themselves. I think they've got a New York soccer team that plays New Jersey. And mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but both of the New York NFL teams play in New Jersey. They do. Yeah. I did not know that. Same so the, stadium. Same stadium. Yeah. And so it's like, and they, they play over, you know, it's eight kilometers from New York, but New Jersey doesn't actually, you know, you don't consider the, the Giants or the Jets a New, New Jersey team. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going back to where the New Jersey Nets and Vince Carter broke our hearts all those years ago. And, you know, I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to be shouting at, at the crowd, but I'm just going to be <laughs> shouting, like, uh, the lyrics to the Sopranos theme song, you know, to get everybody <laughs> really jazzed up. Woke up this morning! You know, like, getting that. <laughs> okay. Mama, we said you're the chosen one! <laughs> I'd be going wild. I'd spill my popcorn if I heard a guy say that. It, yeah, and I would just yeah I, I would turn it into a production to to uh, in a way tell them that we haven't forgot about them. But you know, in a way, uh, I don't know. Between Seattle and New Jersey, I feel like Seattle has a much better chance of getting an NBA team back, especially with the new arena and whatnot. So I, I just kind of pump them up, and then I'd like have a real awkward, quiet pause, and I'd slowly walk out of the arena just to them like quietly coughing and <laughs> mourning their old team. Matt, that makes that's sense? exactly what I'm, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I followed the narrative completely. Um, this is what I was looking for from the question. Thank you very much. Um, you know, hopefully you'd have a bunch of, uh, you know, famous Sopranos courtside. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, Stevie Van Zandt, he's there. Yeah. Oh, we'll for see. sure he's there. <laughs> the whole East Street dance there. Come on. Rest um, in peace, Polly Walnuts. Yeah, yeah rest, rest in, in peace, Polly Walnuts. Um, that's that's good stuff. Uh, okay, uh, Allison, let me go to you next. Uh, what is your city? What's the vibe? What's going? What's part of your presentation here? Okay, so I've got to say this is a great question. So because we can mock a franchise and uh, (laughs) give props to basketball in Canada. And I've got to say just a disclaimer here, although I am a similar demographic to Steve Ballmer, I would never be as cringeworthy as him. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys remember the playoff game where he was literally grabbing the thighs of the dude standing beside him? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. So I would be a little bit more moderated than Steve-O, but um, I've got to say it it would have to be Montreal. And I I took a few little notes. Population, 4.3 million. Uh, City Council has officially declared the importance of basketball in the city. They have a CEBL team there that has the league's highest attendance, even though it's in its first year. Wow. Um, The game's big with young people. Um, the, I guess the enrollment in youth basketball has almost doubled in a decade there in the province. And I mean, look at Lou Dort, uh, Chris Boucher, Ben Matherin. They're mm-hmm. just the start of this burst of talent that's going to come from Quebec. And uh, the weather aside, I mean, NBA, NBA players are gone for half the year anyway. And it's an easy city to have privacy in. There's poutine, there's bagels, uh, there's an international feel that's going to be comfortable for uh, European players, African players. Um, I don't think the language is an issue for athletes, despite the newly elected CAQ government. 
and I think it, it's time for Canada to have a second team. And apologies to my Raptor Queens co-host, Sarah Khalil, but I really think it should be Montreal, not Vancouver. Wow. Um, strong case for Montreal. I love it. I love the CEBL uh, facts. And um, yeah, I think that this idea that, uh, you know, Toronto is the only Canadian place that can sustain, uh, uh, you know, an NBA team is, is you know, outdated at least. Um, Montreal, you know, even, even the Montreal impact, uh, you know, soccer is massive. And I think sometimes Montreal, you know, is sort of described as a place that, you know, it's either Montreal Canadians or bust. And I don't think that's fair to Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and they definitely like, you know, it's obviously the, the province of Quebec, but they also lost the Quebec Nordiques a very long time ago. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I think it's uh, all, all good points. And I also love that you noted that you're like, same demographic, but I'm not going to be as cringeworthy as Bomber. <laughs> uh, anyone that hasn't seen that clip of him grabbing that guy's thighs, check it out. Uh, it's amazing. Um <laughs> okay, Alexi, what's up? You no, know, I don't know about the, the, the thigh grabbing or anything like that, but I admire his passion and his intensity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, he has something going, I mean, in some ways. Although yeah. I don't like how he poaches our players, I will say that. Now, I yeah. completely agree with Allison about Montreal being a better place to have a, 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 another NBA franchise just because of all the built-up animosity between Toronto and Montreal from the, the hockey so I'm like, yeah, you know, I would, I was going to say I would come in there and I'd cut a heel promo like MGF, MJF in there, like a Toronto Raptors fan say, yeah, yo, we're coming in here. We're going to come in your building and we're going to, yeah, I'd be going crazy. But <laughs> Vegas, baby, that's where another team could end up being. Yep, so I was thinking sure. maybe I come in there with some Steve Ballmer energy and just lay the, like the deals for the casino down on them real quick. <laughs> like you could get a lobster in your bed at eight in the morning. You know? oh my God. Just start yelling crazy passionate stuff. <laughs> about the great amenities of the mirage <laughs> i don't know that was what i was thinking about i don't know um that's amazing yes okay this is i'm i you know sometimes the silly question uh goes off the rails uh this is one of those times and uh it's it's gone off the rails in the best possible way these are three fantastic answers uh i really you know yes yes to everything that has been pitched uh i've wanted a team in mexico city uh, for the longest time, uh, I know obviously there's like travel, whatever, but I think that basketball is massive in Mexico. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I don't think there's a single city in the United States that has the population of Mexico City. Uh, most museums uh, for any city in the world, it is cultured, it is amazing. The fans would be absolutely incredible. Uh, and I think as far as the pitch, I mean, come on. I, I, I go in there. There is a full there's basically like, you know, it's it's like a play. You know, I'm doing like mask work. I'm doing like Nacho Libre stuff. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm sort of hearkening to the moment when, uh, you know, there was a there was a time in, uh, you know, where, where the uh, Mexico game got canceled because like the, the air conditioning wasn't working, but I'm blaming it on like the commissioner. I'm saying that they can't handle the Mexican heat. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going absolutely insane. Um, and, uh, and just, I'm, I'm throwing Mexican, 
you know, delicious Mexican foods at the audience, uh, piping hot stuff, and and people are going wild. So that that that's my vibe. I have a whole cart of food, and you know, I think the average American, the average Canadian, they're looking at that and they're just wildly jealous, and they're like, that place knows how to party harder than any place I've ever seen. Um, and this guy, yeah, is a, you know, he's a he's a Latino uh, bomber. And he's going wild. So <laughs> that's that's my uh, Freddie. That's, that's a good point. Do they do they have a G League team as well? They do. Yes, they had a G League team. I was checking up on that. Um, I think about a month ago, and I think things got a little bit weird during the pandemic. But they uh. do have a G League team. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how, if it's similar to the G League Unite as far as. Uh, like you know, it's a like I'm not sure how like like who the collection of players are. They played last year. They played. They did. The, okay. Yeah. Year. Yeah, and I think they're like affiliated with the Warriors or something like that. And they, they had uh, Alonzo Alfonso McKinney on their team at some point. Hmm. McKinney, you you remember him? Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he went um, and I think the Chicago grabbed them from them or something last year. Or something. I'm gonna look that up as uh, as we're going on here because I, I feel like. Uh, um, I, I didn't know. I, I for some reason I thought they weren't affiliated to a team because I thought the I thought the uh, Golden State had the Santa Cruz, perhaps. But yeah, you might be right. I think it is one of those West Coast teams, though. That they 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 have a they do have some sort of like uh, relationship. With somebody, yeah. I think so. They're not like G League Ignite for sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 They don't have the prospects thing because yeah. I, you know, at this point I feel like there's almost like 28 G league teams and maybe Portland and you know, perhaps the Pacers, I forget who it is, but there's only two teams that do not have a G league team. So maybe it's a scenario where they share prospects or something like that. Um, but uh, well, let's move on to the final question here. I'll see if I can figure that out um, before the uh, end of the podcast. Let me go to you first, Allison, uh, on this one. Uh, and this is something I've kind of been, you know, interested in, interested in uh, for a while now. Um, I felt like it was coming. Uh, you know, I've said before, I think that the, uh, you know, for the Game of Thrones fans, I feel like the Raptors against Golden State, we sort of broke the wheel, right? Obviously, Golden State has come back and won a championship since but uh, we, we have, you know, that was the last year uh, of a returning finals team. Um, and uh, I did a little bit of research on this one. And from 1974 to 1978, it was five straight finals with no repeating finals teams. Uh, obviously, there were some teams that were in, you know, in those five years that were in once or, you know, twice. But no one went back to back. Uh, and, you know, since the Raptors, uh, you know, V Warriors, we have had three finals in a row with uh, with different teams, no returning teams. Um, so we are definitely in one of the NBA's periods uh, of parity. Um, uh, and I just want to, you know, imagine that uh, once again this year that continues and the Warriors um and Celtics do not return and it's two new teams again. I think obviously both those teams can, could return, but uh, you know, imagining they don't, 
Uh, Allison, what are the two teams that you feel like are, you know, not necessarily most likely, but like could, could, could uh, be in the NBA finals? This is a, like a really fun question. And I, I went with Cleveland and Memphis um, just for the sake of answering the question accurately. Um, do I think it's likely? No, I, I don't think I'm smart enough to predict that either. And I don't know if Cleveland's mature enough to withstand the heat of a game, say a game seven Eastern conference final. But I do think they're the class of the East. Although I absolutely loathe this team for what they did to our 10-day contract guys on December 23rd last year. I'm so mad about that game. Um, not sure how their offense will be configured with the addition of um, Donovan Mitchell. And for people that say, oh, it's not a good fit with, with he and Garland, you know, it's so hard to know that. People said the same, th- same thing about um, DeMar and Zach Levine. Um, Garland Mitchell are young. They're not yet all bound up in their egos, I guess, like um, Harden and Wall were in Houston. Um, they want to win. So with the Grizz, they're just such a fun team. They did lose a couple of um, really key players, um, D'Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. And I guess Jaron Jackson's out with a, a stress fracture in his foot, which is kind of ominous. Um but they've got Desmond Bain and just John Morant is an amazing player to watch. Um, so uh, yeah, that would be a fun final. That's who I went with. Uh, that's, that's a great choice. Uh, that would be a total blast. Um, and I say to that, um, why not? Right. I think Memphis had the second best record in the NBA last year. People seem to be writing them off a bit too hard. In my opinion, I know they're, you know, uh, going to hurt, not having Jaron Jackson Jr., but Jaw is special. Um, they lost a couple role players, um, but um, you know, a fantastic coach, fantastic system, young developing core. Uh, they should be fantastic. And sure, Cleveland might be a little bit of an outside pick when you think about the you know Philly or Milwaukee or whatever. But uh, they have four. You know, if you're a Cleveland fan, you're saying, "Hey, we have four potential All Stars." How many teams in the NBA have four potential all-stars? Um, I mean, they might be the only one, right? So um, why not? Uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, let me just uh, say this before I move on to Alexi. So I just looked at uh, this Wikipedia. The yeah, the only two teams with no affiliate are, are the the uh, the NBA, um, you know, G League Ignite and and the Mexico uh, the. The Capitans do uh, Cuidad de Mexico. Um, and let me just look at the Golden State for curiosity who they're. So the Golden State's team is the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it looks like 28 teams. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the two that don't have an affiliate are, are those two teams. It seems like they should just match up. Then there's like, you know, I don't know. That's weird because we're 30 teams, right? The NBA. I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, I still, I, I mean, I think they've been trying to build the G League for a long time, right? Like, I remember, yeah. you know, at some point the G League had like 12 teams, 14. Like, you know, it's been really growing and growing. What like, are the I two teams that don't have them? Portland and who? I think it's Portland and Indiana. Indiana. I mean, um, Portland, I guess, because they've had such a mess with their front office. Maybe they just didn't get it together. Come on, Portland, get your G League team together. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Indiana has the Fort, Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne Bad Ants. 
Yeah. The Mad Ants. Yeah. They're the one of the originals. They're like one of the oldest. Do you guys remember when our players, we didn't have, when we didn't have a G League team, our players went to Fort Wayne and there was, yes. I mean, it wasn't our system. And I think, um, who was the, um, Bruno. Bruno ended up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Phoenix is the other team, Phoenix and Portland. Um, and yes, I remember, um, you know, every Raptors fan remembers that sort of, uh, uh, Bruno situation. I feel like helped spur the necessity to have a G league team, but, um, Alexi, uh, yeah. Who, who are your two teams that, um, are basically, you know, other than Boston and Cleveland. Right, Obviously, I'm going to say our team because, like, listen, I've been watching Scotty Barnes' Twitch stream for over almost 200 hours this past summer. I know that man real well, and I've seen him play 2K, and when he gets angry playing 2K, he hates it so much. So I'm going to tell you right now, one thing he's told us all summer is never doubt Scotty Barnes that he is serious and he's coming for real. Like this summer, he told us about how he had this whole story that he wanted to make up about the Philly series where he came back and made like a comeback story and they won the series. And when that didn't happen, he was really mad about it and stuff like that. So seriously, don't count out Mr. Barnes, Mr. 94 feet, because he's coming to like lock people up all over the place and carry us up to go to the finals this year. And I'm serious. I'm very serious about it. If you make me pick somebody else, I'm going to say Philadelphia because they did a good job this offseason. And I have to give respect to Philadelphia. On my channel, I fight with Philadelphia fans all the time. But we got some respect. And there's some cool Philly fans that we interact with still. And it's cool. We've been talking. I got more respect for James Harden. And uh, Tyrese Maxey's a badass. And then on the other side, I got to say, my man Kawhi, he's going to come back and make people remember who the fuck, excuse my language, who he is. <laughs> hey, where he, all you want. He's going to come back and he's going to show people, seriously. So I, I want to see a Raptors Clippers finals, baby. Yeah, let's go, Norman. Let's come on, Kawhi. <laughs> yes, I want to see. Yeah. I love Memphis, too, though. That's a great pick, Allison. That is a great pick. They're really good, too. That could be the other one. That's the other one I would pick. Great picks all around. Um, uh, I think, yeah, you know, good points. Um, I, I, I too, um, I'm not, you know, I I think a lot of people assume that Philly's going to have this, like, this incredible record, um, which I'm not all the way on just because of the health of Harden and and Bede, you know, for the regular season. However, I feel like they – uh, you know, can do some major damage in the playoffs this year. I also, am, I feel like I'm a lot higher on the Doc Rivers than 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 people. He has these major, you know, blights in his record where he's he's went up three one and lost. But I feel like that kind of clouds how good of a coach he actually is. Um, and I'm also a hardened believer. Maxie's amazing. They, you know, they did well getting better role players. And, uh, you know, they still have Daryl Morey, right? They got bigger. Like- That's the scary thing. They played yeah. us, and we kind of exposed them for size in some ways. And they went out and got P.J. Tucker and Montrez Harrell. That's a, that's a big difference. They're going to look different this year. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I, I think Philly's a good pick. Uh, my teams um, are Milwaukee. Um, not the, you know, uh, you know wildest pick i just feel like Giannis is still in my opinion the best player in the nba and um 
all the, all he really needs is a healthy Middleton and holiday. And if they can massage that a little bit, you know, obviously they're relying on Brooke Lopez uh, who was injured most of last year, but you know, he's getting there. So maybe not the best call there, but I think they have enough to make it back to the finals. So sort of why not? And the other team I feel like is getting healthy at the right time um, or, you know, going to have a fully healthy year. Uh, back-to-back MVP, uh, Jokic, and the Nuggets. Uh, so I'm saying a Nuggets, Bucks, Finals, and I think we're going to have the two best players in the NBA battling it off in the Finals. Um, I, and I believe those two best players are Jokic and uh, Giannis. So, yeah, that's that's my pick. I think all the picks are great. Um, uh, I, I love, by the way, I should say, uh, I've, I've heard a couple Scotty Barnes um, nicknames at this point, and I do think that Mr. 94 Feet is my favorite so far. Um, so Mr. 94 Feet is wonderful, and it, it sort of does encapsulate what it feels like to watch Scotty Barnes. Like, he's definitely one of those like everywhere guys. Like, he's sort of, yeah, he has a big personality, plus, he's everywhere on the court. Yeah. All at once. We've been uh, trying out nicknames on him in Twitch all summer, and he rejects them. Like, I literally <laughs> talk to him on the regular. It's so weird, man. Like, he knows who I am. It's really, really weird. And No doubt. Else. Yeah, like, it's very strange and surreal, like, because I'm there all the time. And, like, I'm kind of the fact checker, and I also kind of um, also fight other stands for other teams coming into his Twitch trying to recruit him and stuff. So I'll stand for, cause listen, I'm not a journalist y'all. I'm not on Raptors Republic. I'm a fan. I'm a fanatic. I'm a freak. I'm the Raptors freak. <laughs> and I'm on every morning, 9 30 AM on YouTube. <laughs> if you want to see me live streaming, talking about the Raptors every single day. So I just had to do my pitch real quick. Just correct real quick. Uh, yeah. yeah. Scotty, I've learned so many crazy things about Scotty. I really did like really like want to get to know him because he's a part of our future. And this is like, I really, I'm really invested. So I really watched him. I went, I didn't, people went on vacations and stuff. I stayed home and watched Scotty switch and I saw <laughs> a lot y'all. It's insane. This kid really cares about winning and he's a real one. He loves Toronto. He loves his team. He really loves his team. So don't doubt Scotty. I'm serious. Big four is coming this season and he ain't messing around, y'all. He's he's very serious about doing big things in this league. So believe in Scotty Barnes. Oh yeah. All right. Sorry, Freddie. I didn't know. <laughs> I love it. I love your enthusiasm. When you just went, oh yeah, at the end, I thought you were gonna go full macho man on me, which would be okay. Um, but uh I am uh you know gonna gonna wrap this pod up. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, and I'm going to go to you for plugs. Um, <laughs> Alexi, I'll give you a sec to think of, you know, other things you want to plug because I feel like you just did one, but, uh, Allison, let me go to you first. Uh, what's up. What do you want to tell people, um, you know, uh, uh, about basketball or otherwise, or yeah. I just want to jump on something Alexei said when he said, believe in Scotty, it's like, believe in the Scotty, believe in the city, believe in yourselves. Reminded yes. me of Masai. Yeah, I'm 100%. so excited about this year. It's just got that feel of possibility about it. Um, I I think the Raptors are going to finish fourth um, in our, our Eastern Conference. So I'm really, really excited. I just hope we can stay healthy. Um, I don't have a lot to plug. Uh, we're going to start recording the Raptors, Raptor Queens. Um, we're on Twitter. Um, 
And just to remind everyone, there is still a climate emergency. So Mm -hmm. make your purchases and plan your life accordingly. Well said. Um, uh, And totally agree. We are in a climate emergency. So, uh, you know, no one should take that lightly. Um, And that's an accurate description of what's going on in the world. Uh, Alexi, uh, what's up? Give me your plug. You know, maybe just remind people again, you know. 9.30 9.30 every single morning. I will grind it all the way through this whole off season. Every single morning I was doing stuff. I did a Marcus Camby trivia this morning that was off the chain. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, yeah, if you guys want to come and check out my channel, it's on YouTube, Raptors Freak. And uh, we have a live stream where you can come and comment and talk to me directly and say whatever you want. And, like, I will go off – what you say and stuff like that and stuff. But uh, one thing I want to do say is next month, y'all vote. There's a voting coming up this very much this month coming up. So make sure you vote. Like too many people not voting these days. And this is very, very important. Even if it's municipal, whatever federal and stuff like that, but Raptor free channel, a positive place for positive Raptor fans that aren't jaded and don't feel like all this toxic stuff about being negative about the team and stuff. We believe like Messiah says, like Allison saying, and we believe they can go as all the way. It is very cultish. Like in some ways we are a little bit of Raptors <laughs> Illuminati and we're kind of like the nice Templar guarding the Holy Grail. Cause we want one thing and that's for the Raptors to win Larry O'Brien's. So yeah, the Raptors freak, 9 30 AM Eastern time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, Alexi. Uh, You're Maddie, welcome, just- Freddie. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you and Matt Duncan so much. You guys. Oh man. I appreciate you and I appreciate guys. you, Allison. Um, and everyone that's been listening and supporting, let me just throw to Maddie. Uh, if there's anything, uh, you know, else you want to let people know about, but the podcast uh, yeah, just, um, you know, the same old thing. If you're on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment. We appreciate all that stuff. I know I get a lot of great feedback on the intros. I'll keep making them longer for you guys. We know you love it. And, you know, go to raptorsrepublic.com. As I said at the beginning of the episode, there is a paywall coming up for the editorials. Go to raptorsrepublic.com slash subscribe and get on that $6 uh, plan so that you can you know continue to get all that great content and yes we will still be here free content podcast ready to go very excited we're going to start our season 10 next week of confederacy of dunks very excited about that and you know we do also have our own website dunkspodcast.com you can listen and watch the youtube stuff there and yeah if you want to hear if you're on youtube and you want to hear the whole episode go to the rapcast on your favorite podcatcher and subscribe Beautiful. Uh, I will also just say, uh, make sure to check out me and uh, fellow Raptors Republic podcaster, Catherine Nikers podcast, the pickup pod on the Sonar Network. We cover the WNBA. Um, we have taken a couple weeks off because uh, the WNBA uh, season is over, but we're going to be starting back up with off season stuff next week. Uh, the pickup pod on all socials. And um, again, thank you so much for listening. Maddie, if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please just give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast. <clears throat>